For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school, but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi, a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Gigi, and you are listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. And I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. And tonight... We're discussing anal sex. Very taboo. <laughs> and so bad. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I thought that what I'd like to do is kind of talk about some of our experiences with anal sex. And then talk about how to do it. In ways that don't hurt. And then ways that are really good. <laughs> So, would you like to start? <laughs> sure thing. So, I used to have some phobia around anal sex. Um, when I started training under you, I, was, I wasn't completely comfortable with it yet. And I know that a lot of that came from trauma and things that had happened to me in the past. And the 
societal taboos and a lot of things like that. And being the loving Dom that you are, you took time with me and slowly got me used to it. You started playing around the anal area and warming me up for we had penetrative anal sex and it really helped me feel a lot more comfortable with it and I got not only to where it was okay but where I really enjoyed it and I think that that's because I had had anal sex before I started training under you but I had never really had a partner that properly warmed me up and got me relaxed enough to do anal sex that didn't hurt. And I think that a lot of people who've had bad experiences, uh, a lot of times it's not that they wouldn't enjoy anal sex. A lot of times it comes from people not taking the time to let you relax enough to to get comfortable with anal sex. So, and that was my experience with it. And the more we've done it and we've practiced, I've gotten to where I really, really enjoy it. I know that one of the things you talk about a lot of times with anal sex is that it can be an extremely emotional experience that allows you to experience a full range of emotions, but because they're not tied to anything specific, sometimes you wind up crying and it feels cathartic, but it's not like you're sad or anything's wrong. It's just that that emotion is kind of stimulated, but it's stimulated in a really healing way and in a really positive way. So I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I know that anal sex can be such a big thing, especially for your first time. I remember the first time I started exploring anally, and I didn't really have much information about it. And it just felt so deliciously forbidden. <laughs> and it felt so good. And I think you're right. Once you kind of get into it, it can be such a... It can bring up amazing emotions, good and... not. I, I hate to put words like good and bad, but very intense emotions sometimes. And sometimes it can be just good emotions that feel so... Oh, yummy. <laughs> For me... There's just something about anal that the uh, anus is rich in nerve endings and it feels so good. I mean, just playing in that area externally and then internally. And I kind of started exploring externally at first, just feeling how the sensations felt. And as I progressed, I started penetrating with the finger and with objects, and and it was just this incredible journey into this feeling of really amazing sensations. 
And I was kind of fortunate. I started experimenting very young because I was curious, and it was before I learned the taboos about it. And then when I'd learned about the taboos, I thought, well, why does everybody say that's so bad? <laughs> it feels so good. And there's been times where I've just been giggling and crying at the same time, just this oh feeling of emotions. And it was much later on I discovered why that is. And we'll go into that later in the show. But there is this kind of feeling of being, especially when you're being penetrated, there's this feeling of just receiving into your body and for males and females both, it can be a very enriching experience. Mm -hmm. We'll go into some of the anatomy later in the show, but I wanted to start the show on some of the experiences that I've had and that Paul's had with it. I know that there's been times when people didn't know what they were doing as my top and the giver and tried to go too fast. And I'd educate them and say, no, slow down a little bit. Let's do this right. <laughs> you have to take your time. I mean, that's really one of the key things is warm it up first. Do those tantric circles. Warm it up and get into the flow of it. Don't try to set goals. Just let what happens happen and relax into it. Take deep breaths and then it can be so good because when you try to go into it and you're not fully relaxed, you're fighting against the muscles around the anal opening. And when you try to fight through it, then it can become painful. But any thoughts? I'd like to say that one of my favorite things about anal sex is how long after you, you've received anally you, that feeling continues uh, i know that sometimes for me it it can feel amazing for sometimes hours afterwards just the nice feeling of all of the sensations and chills and you move a little bit and you you feel yourself shift and it rubs something the right way, and it just kind of sends those aftershocks through you long after the experience is over. And I think that that's really unique and special about anal. I also really like that with any kind of sex, there is a certain amount of trust that is built into the experience, but... With anal sex, especially with the stigma that comes along with it, I think there's a greater amount of trust that you have to have with your partner. And I think that that can be a very bonding experience between people. And I think it's really, really special. So those are some of the things I really enjoy about anal. Mm-hmm. 
I tell you, I remember some of my early experiences with anal sex, and it was such a bonding closeness and such a connection I formed with the people that I played with. And it was kind of opening up at a whole deeper level for me. It was this kind of connection that I'd had intercourse with females and I'd had oral sex with both boys and girls, but the first time I had received anal sex, it was just this incredible feeling of connection that I felt with the partner I was with at the time. And it was very special and deep and and a little different. I, I think it was the, partly that it did evoke emotions and this sense of closeness and also, I think, a vulnerability that we each had to be vulnerable in different ways that was very special and connecting and somehow just formed this deeper bond. Yeah, I think that it's really, really incredible how much it helps you get close to to a person to to share that experience, especially with the emotional reaction and the emotional response. I think that that makes it even more bonding. And I know that with you, and I had to overcome a lot of trauma and a lot of fear, and I was scared and uncomfortable about it. But going through that journey with you, I think, brought us a lot closer together. I don't know, it's one of the really special things in my life. And now this thing that I had had so much fear wrapped around is something I can really enjoy and explore and learn new things about myself and about my body. And anytime you can take something that scares you and turn it into a really positive experience for you. I think it leads to personal growth, which I think is really special and really important. And I think a lot of people, when they talk about sex, they understand the like hedonistic side of it and the pleasure side and then the peer bonding with partner side of it. But I don't think that people put a lot of focus or credence on to how it can help you on a personal level to improve yourself and to become a better version of yourself. And I think that's really a shame because I know that through the work that I've done with you, I've made a lot of huge leaps in my personal development and I've had a lot of growth. And I think that it's really sad that people don't see sex as a, a tool that uh, can help you grow as a person, um, when I think that it, it really, really can. And I think one of the things that happens in our culture is we're only taught that boy meets girl, gets married, has 2.5 kids, and 
gets into this romantic relationship. And that's the course of action when it comes to love in our culture. But there's different types of sexual experiences we can have. We can have anonymous sex. We can have friends with benefits or fuck buddies. We can have different levels of sexual relationships. I know as a sacred harlot, I even get into spiritual connections sexually with people, which is on a whole different dynamic than the romantic notions of love. And I'm not saying that romantic lo love is bad. I'm saying that it's not the only option out there. Mm -hmm. And I think too often in our culture, we just are so ingrained with this concept of, oh, there's a soulmate and the one and only one special person that I'm going to fall in love with and live happily ever after. And that's a bit of a myth. <laughs> Relationships take work. And especially romantic relationships. They don't just happen and go on their own. You have to work on them. With other types of sexual relationships, they still take a lot of work. But when you can kind of pull away from the romance, and I do have a romantic love in my life. My partner of, oh, 25 plus years now. It's a very beautiful relationship we have. But that's not the only type that we can have. And me and my primary partner, we practice polyamory and very open and communicative. And I know I'm getting a little off topic, but I think anal sex kind of falls in this range sometimes that we can get with a partner that's not a romantic partner, or we can explore with our romantic partner. And there's many variables. I mean, if you're in a monogamous relationship, then you are kind of limited to your own primary, your partner. <laughs> but if you're polyamorous or follow some other relationship model where things are a little bit more open, then you can explore things with different people. And I think that's one of the beauties of polyamory is that I can explore different types of sexual activities with people that are into it. But any thoughts? Yeah. So one of the things that I think happens a lot more in anal sex than with a lot of other kinds of sex is that I think that a lot of times you find that there's often a dynamic where one person is fairly inexperienced with anal and the other person is much more experienced. And I think that it's an interesting dynamic that breeds this interesting, almost mentorship that I think is really kind of fascinating from a sociological standpoint. And one of the things about learning about anal sex and learning how to do it in a way that 
is comfortable, that helps your partner relax, that focuses on the pleasure of both the giver and the recipient and things like that is that if you find yourself being the the person with experience to a, a non-experienced person, it will help you to make that person's experience of anal sex, their first experience of anal sex, something memorable and something positive and something that they will want to do again. Because, you know, as I said earlier, I think all too often people have bad experiences with anal and decide that they just don't like it and that it's not that they're not cut out for it. And I think that that's really a shame. And I think that if you get into anal sex, you owe it to to people to give them a good experience, especially if it's their first experience, so that you don't permanently scare them away from having anal sex and potentially holding them back from having amazing experiences in the future. And I think you kind of touch on something there is that I remember when I first started getting into anal sex with others, whether I was top or bottom, giver or receiver, there was some fear around it. One of the fears was, oh, it might get smelly or messy, and and that really kind of was a legitimate fear I had. But it was easily overcome. I learned how to do an anal douche or and rinse out clean and make it fresh and take a good shower before engaging in anal sex so it wouldn't be messy or smelly. And I think my other concern was pain, going too fast or trying to reach a goal of penetration. (laughs) And often I had both boyfriends and girlfriends using a strap-on try to go in too fast, get into a rush, and it's like, no, slow down. The anus is very sensitive. It's got to be warmed up. And I'll touch on a little bit of anatomy here. Right at the anal opening are two muscles, the internal sphincter and the external sphincter. The external sphincter, we do have conscious control over. We can relax it. But the internal sphincter is a whole different type of muscle. It's kind of like our heart muscle. We can't consciously control it. And so we have to trick it to relax. And so there are some techniques that we'll get into. But part of tricking it to relax is to first relax your whole body. Take deep breaths. Massage and do the tantric circles. Work around the butt cheeks and the hips and the lower back before you start going in. Massage and take your time to fully awaken and bring some anticipation 
to your partner, if you're the top, take your time to tease and play around and slowly work into the anal opening area and do your light touches and gentle massages and that will help relax both the sphincter muscles. Yeah, and a lot of these tips and tricks that that you taught me and that you used with me really helped me get a lot more comfortable with it uh, before we even did penetration at all. And I think one of the other things that helped me a lot, and it's something I would suggest for anyone who isn't experienced with anal but feels like they would be interested in it is to take some time to do some solo play and just like you don't want your partner rushing into things you also don't want to rush into things when you're doing self-play and self-pleasure and a lot of times or what I would suggest is the first couple of times that you do self-exploration, don't even worry about getting to penetration. Just massage around the area. If you are AMAB, assigned male at birth, there's a spot right between your anus and your, your perineum, your taint, that if you feel like just as you're about to go into the anus, there's a, a dimple there and it's a little bit, it feels a little bit different than the rest of the area. And I know that for, for me, a, uh, a lot of times when I do self-play, I spend a lot of time stimulating that area. It's in Taoism, it's the million dollar spot. It's it's really, really interesting. It's packed with nerve endings, and I find it really helps me to start the process of relaxing and feeling the the different kind of sexual energy uh, that I associate with, with anal sex. I find that it really helps me to kind of massage that that area and then do the tantric circles where you massage around your your anal opening and in your cheeks and things like that and then as once you're really worked up and once you're really feeling good that's when you start lightly caressing your anal open, opening and try different techniques massage in circles brush in different ways against it as you do this more and more and you get more comfortable with it and you're getting to the point where you want to start moving towards penetration before you do full penetration try just putting down to your first knuckle or even halfway just dip it in a little bit and then massage around the walls of your anus before you really go further and do full penetration. And then once you do, I suggest using a finger at first before you try 
a larger object like a dildo. That's really good advice because one of the things I discovered early on was by pressing in a little bit into the anal opening, I could feel the muscle rings. And by using my finger, I got good feedback. I could feel how tight it was and when it was relaxing. And like I say, don't try penetration at first. Just explore the outside of the anus because it is so rich in nerve endings. And like Paul was talking about the million-dollar spot, it can be so exquisite. And if you take a vibrator to it, that can really send some amazing sensations deeper in without actual penetration. And that can, oh, ooh, baby. (laughs) But I think that a lot of times we think, oh, we've got to do the full penetration the first time. No, take some time on the outside because it can feel so good as part of your explorations. And, And one of the things I found was that in part it's the journey, enjoying each part of the journey for what it is. And that is really a great way to approach anal sex. Start slow and stay on the outside. Explore what's there first. And then go a little deeper when you're ready to. And then eventually you'll reach full penetration. In fact, for me, my ass got so hungry for it. It was like, ooh, I want it now. And once you get to that feeling, penetration becomes such a oh amazing good feeling. There's no pain involved. Once you relax those muscles fully and and just allow yourself to take it in, there is a little trick for when you are ready for full penetration, and that is to first squeeze your PC muscles. That's your sex muscles. And to identify those when you're urinating and you squeeze the muscles to stop the flow of urine, that's your sex muscles, your PC muscles. So you want to squeeze those and relax them and then push like you're trying to eliminate. And what that does is it tricks that inner sphincter muscle to relax because it thinks, oh, okay, it's time for something to come out. But there's nothing in there to come out if you've douched and cleaned out beforehand. And I suggest douching a couple of hours ahead of time so that your body can absorb any excess fluid that's left over that isn't washed out. And then just slowly play with, let your anal area take your finger in instead of trying to force it in or whatever object you can use, a dildo. And I'd suggest starting small first and working up to bigger ones. Mm -hmm. You will get there. By taking that time to really explore and fully embrace the sensations is an amazing journey in and of itself that a lot of people miss out on because they're too in too big a hurry for full penetration. Any thoughts? Yeah. I think one of the reasons it's 
important to to warm up. Not only do you want to get all of the muscles relaxed so that it's easier to do penetration, but especially if you're not very experienced with anal sex, while anal sex feels incredible and is is really powerful it it also feels sexual in a completely different way than you're used to feeling sexual pleasure and can feel a little a little weird at first a little alien especially i i know that for me and for a lot of people if the only experience that you've had feeling the the sensation of something in your butt is when you poop you kind of have this association with it so it feels it it can feel a little strange at first and i think that if you take time to warm up the whole area and start to get that rush of endorphins and serotonin and dopamine that you get as a a sexual response that when you get into penetration you will already have a different association with that sensation and it's a lot easier to get in the right headspace and the right mindset going into your first experience and i i think that can be very important and just as our genitals are made multi-purpose for eliminating urine and for sexual pleasures we have to kind of learn how to get into that sexy mood and how to get into that oh i got a pee mood (laughs) and they are different sensations but they can, once we kind of get into that association of, oh, this is a multi-purpose area, mm-hmm. <laughs> that can help a whole lot. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, we're to station break time. Boy, the time flies. Well, one of my favorite subjects, you know. <laughs> well, I've gotten the new website up. It's ggwilber.com, and it's my sex coaching website. I still have my old website up, but I put a link to my new website on on ravenslayerleather.com. So check it out. Learn about what sex coaching is all about and, and about some of the things I provide. I have more than just sex coaching. I've got training films and videos and things to explore on the new website. And so I've got a whole lot of information there. So check out ggwilber.com. And we also, on our old website, have the Patreon page. If you'd like to support our show, and we could definitely use the support feel free to give a dollar a month or make a donation, one-time donation if you want. But we could certainly use some money and we would be very appreciative. Anything you want to add, Paul? 
Just to let our listeners know, the way that you spell the website G.G. Wilbur is the letter G, then another G, W-I-L-B-U-R dot com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. And so back to our topic, anal sex. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the anatomy. For men and women, it's a little different. For men, it's the way to access the prostate gland. And when you stimulate the prostate gland, it can be an amazing experience, direct stimulation. But you want to go slow again. To reach the prostate gland, you go inside the anus one to three inches. It varies from person to person. And you'll feel kind of a walnut size little bump. <laughs> and that's your prostate gland. And to start stimulating it, a lot of people don't like direct stimulation at first. So circle around it. It's back to the tantric circles. And as you awaken the prostate, it'll get a little firmer and bigger and hungry for more touch. Then you can start stimulating directly on it. And there's different areas of the prostate gland that you can stimulate through anal sex that can be oh so good. And a little bit on the anatomy, the prostate gland has a nerve ending that goes to the higher parts of the brain, near the emotional center. And I think that's why anal sex is such an emotional experience. Whereas the head of the penis goes more to the brainstem. And so we have orgasms from penal sex stimulation that is more like fireworks going off. Whereas when you get into prostate stimulation, it's more like sensations of pleasure that just kind of roll through your whole body. At least that's my experience. What is yours like? Yeah, mine is is very similar. I think that for me, having my my prostate stimulated... Like you said, it definitely taps into that emotional part of me. And it also, I feel an effect on more of my body, whereas having an erection and, and having stimulation on my penis, the feeling is very localized in in my penis, and it takes active work to kind of spread that energy into the rest of my body. With prostate stimulation, I feel that it is automatically a lot more of a full-body experience for me. Sometimes can make my extremities vibrate and tingle and send chills rushing 
all throughout my body and I feel my hair start to stand on end and get, you know, goosebumps sometimes and feel that it heightens my sense of touch and my awareness of my body and what I'm feeling all around me, which is really amazing. If if you don't mind, I I kind of want to take a little detour to discuss last night. Oh, sure. <laughs> so last night was a very intense scene with me and Gigi. We had taken time to warm up my body with some, some light impact play. And then Gigi placed pads for a tinge unit, one at the back of my tailbone, one right over my cock, two on my balls and wrapped with a bandage to keep them on, and then one on either ass cheek. And we also did needle play. I had five needles in the head of my cock. And all of that was already an extremely amazing amount of sensation. And for a masochist like me, just pure and utter ecstasy and feeling the needles and feeling the 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 tension at the e-stimulation and feeling my muscles contract and writhe and move was already really really intense and then Gigi started fucking me in the ass and all of a sudden it took that sensation that was already extremely intense and I already was full of endorphins and and dopamine and serotonin and all of these great feelings. And then when we added anal sex on top of that, it took that experience and just put it through the roof. And it was absolutely incredible. One of the things that I think is really powerful about anal sex is any other stimulation that you're experiencing, it you can take it and heighten the experience of the stimulation that you're already feeling by a huge amount. So I, I think that it's incredible to use in conjunction with other kinds of play that you might like. And I have to jump in here and just say that by the time I was inside him and starting to move slowly at first, Paul became a ball of jelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like just flying so high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good. So, and, and I wouldn't try these type of things until you've experienced anal, just straight up anal at first. It also that other kind of play too. <laughs> yeah, learn what you're doing. We will do workshops and uh, shows on tens unit and on how to work with needle play for those that are interested. But that's another topic. Mm-hmm. But combining these things does take expertise and learning each one separately first, mm-hmm. and learning the safety protocol and how to do it safely so you don't injure someone. 
permanently because <laughs> mm-hmm. there are things if you do it wrong it can really go bad mm-hmm. so you need to know what you're doing and I can teach that <laughs> but I would like to say that for women anal sex has a whole different kind of thing inside the anal wall a little deeper than for men in the prostate gland not much, but a little bit deeper. The wall of the uterus is against the rectal wall. And for women, anal sex provides direct uterine stimulation. And women can have three types of orgasms, as described by Deborah Sundahl in her book, G-Spot and... I forget the exact title. Mm-hmm. I can get it for you, though. G-spot stimulation and multiple orgasms. But basically, there's a clitoral orgasm, there's the G-spot orgasm, and then there's uterine orgasms. And uterine orgasms can be amazing from what women have told me. And I think I've actually experienced it being a hermaphrodite. Because <laughs> I do have some other parts in there that are very deep inside. But when you have a uterine orgasm, that's bringing a whole new level to sex for women. So anal sex can be an amazing experience. And the uterine nerves go once again, to the higher parts of the brain, near the emotional centers. The anus is the pathway to the emotions, or at least that's how I see it, because it does kind of open up this whole realm of good feeling. And I think one of the things I feel so good with anal sex is that kind of comfort and closeness and bonding and and that Sometimes I even feel like a small infant being held and hold and penetrated and used and and just taken good care of because it feels so good to have someone or someone's strap-on dildo inside me. And it can be such a filling experience for me. I think that's what I like about it. It just... I feel filled up. (laughs) It looks like you have something to say. Oh, oh, okay. It's female ejaculation in the G-spot. And that's uh, the book by Deborah Sundahl. It can be an incredible experience for women that have never experienced a uterine orgasm. When you have your first one, it's... I've had I've actually taken some women there and the first time they had one they went wow <laughs> this is amazing I thought I loved clitoral orgasms but and geez, spot that boy this blows the mind mm-hmm. I know that one thing that you haven't covered yet is another spot in the anus that works on both AMAB and AFAB, assigned male at birth and assigned female at birth people. And that is uh, the attachment spot for 
the heliococcygeus muscle that runs from your tailbone to to your to, to your pubic bone, which are your sex muscles. Um, earlier, Gigi was talking about doing pubic muscle exercises, and it's this is the muscle strap that are sex muscles for both men and women, and really shape your orgasm and your sexual response. So if you go into the the anus and it's a little bit deeper than when you stimulate the the prostate and rather than having your finger arched towards the genitals you'll want to rotate your hand 180 degrees so that you're pushing out towards their back and you'll find a a little another little dimple there which is the attachment spot for the PC muscles and just like in stimulating the prostate you don't want to do direct stimulation at first you want to do the tantric circles again and wake that area up and and uh, get it going and that for me I find that stimulation on this spot rather than stimulating the full body response and the emotional side you'll still get that because you still are stimulating that area you have a more like at least for me I have a much more centralized in my genitals experience and it feels um it feels really it's kind of hard to explain it feels unlike anything I've ever experienced before I was a little surprised that I could turn on like my genital area so much and have so many good feelings in that area without getting an erection I I find it very difficult to achieve erections when I'm experiencing anal. There's something about it that shuts that response down for me. And I know that a lot of people kind of experience that thing. But it doesn't matter that I'm not having an an erection. It still feels really incredible. And I become very aware of my genitals, of my balls, and, you know, different things that I'm feeling. And I... it. It's another thing to add to your bag of tricks. And I've actually had orgasms from massaging that area, and they are unlike any other type of orgasm. I mean, there's no words that we have in our vocabulary to describe it exactly. It's it's totally different. So if you're interested in exploring that area, you do need to take your time and fully awaken that PC muscle attachment area and get it woken up fully. It's back to the kundalini, awakening that sleeping serpent within us all. Mm-hmm. And But once it awakens fully, it, oh, it can be so amazing. Oh, yeah. And stimulating that area, what it does for me, it gives me tingles all through my 
PC muscle strip. And I get these sensations that just kind of hum all through my PC muscles. And it triggers something very primal to me, very different. And so experiment and explore. It's different for everybody a little bit, I think. I've heard other people report that they have a whole different kind of feel from it, but... You just have to kind of explore and see what your body, how your body works with it. Mm-hmm. But it, I've never heard anybody that's really explored it fully and mm-hmm. slowly and taken their time say anything bad about it. They just said, wow, this is incredible too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's something to explore that we don't, and this is a shame about our culture, we don't teach people about some of these amazing parts of our body that can mm-hmm. give us such amazing ecstasy and take us to places within ourselves that is just so amazing. I mean, when I have those type of orgasms, I feel so connected. And, and I think it has to do with our root chakra, which is our genitals. Mm-hmm. You're stimulating the muscle strip and sending signals throughout that powerful energy center, our root chakra. Mm -hmm. And by stimulating that area, it just fully awakens our our root chakra in a way that's hard to describe. So I was uh, hoping that in the last few minutes of the show, if uh, it would be okay if we went over some some safety issues surrounding anal sex because I, I know that that's another very important part of anal sex. I know some of the things that I can think of right off the bat. Even if you are going slow and you're taking your time and you, you build things up right, the tissue and... Uranus can be, uh, especially for some people, it can be delicate, and unfortunately, tearing can can be an issue. And I think that it's something that people get scared of when it happens. And I don't think it's as big a, a worry as a lot of people have, and it's a lot more common than people think that it is. Um, so. I know that I've never had it when I was playing with you, but I know a couple of times with solo play, I've had a little bit of tearing. And the first time can can be kind of scary because you don't expect anything. And for me, I didn't even feel it happen. It was only when I was bleeding on myself that I even noticed anything was wrong. I looked into it a little bit, but couldn't find anything. Is there any like care uh, advice you have for when that happens? I think before we get to care when that happens is the prevention to keep it from happening. You can never use too much lube, especially with anal sex. Pour it on and keep adding. If you're using water-based lube, Keep adding more water. Get a spray bottle. Wet it back down after a little while. And add more lube. 
you can never use too much lube, and that will help. Where tearing occurs is when you get too dry and you're trying to force things. And once you've warmed up, sometimes you can't tell you're even doing that because you're in that head zone where you're just in such intense pleasure, it's not registering as pain. Whereas if you just try to force it in from the word go, you'll feel the pain. <laughs> so use plenty of lube and use small toys at first. In fact, don't even try to go up to bigger toys for several months. Take your time, work it up slowly and gradually. I think the other technique is to take your time, don't rush through it, and don't have that feeling of, oh, I've got to get it in there, <laughs> mm -hmm. of penetration. Allow the penetration to occur and use the technique I spoke of earlier where you push, squeeze, relax, push, squeeze, relax, and let your anus take things in. Don't try to shove it in. Because mm -hmm. it's with the shoving that you can get tears. I think if you do have a tear, go ahead and stop play and clean up as best you can. Mm -hmm. If there's if you're bleeding a little bit, if there's a lot of blood, you need to see about going for an emergency room mm -hmm. checkup. But if it's just a little bit, it's, you're you're gonna heal. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have had constipation and really mm -hmm. big. Yeah. dumps and that mm -hmm. can also cause tearing sometimes mm -hmm. and bleeding so it's the body's pretty well takes care of itself for the small tears mm -hmm. and minor abrasions yeah so i wouldn't worry about it too much mm -hmm. but if you're concerned see your doctor talk to your doctor about it mm -hmm. i know when it happened to me i um I did make it a point to, for the first few days, to take a shower and take extra time to clean that area after I would eliminate and make sure I didn't see any blood. And it was kind of hard to look at it in the mirror, but it did take time to try to make sure I didn't see anything visibly and stuff like that. So that's what I did. And using a hand mirror helps with that. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to stand in front of a full-length mirror. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the other safety tips are use plenty of lube, take your time, don't rush through it, and be fully relaxed. Do the deep breathing. Mm -hmm. Do the lover's breath to help you relax. And massage outside and work slow, tantric circles again mm -hmm. will help a lot. And then, once again, don't use too big an object mm -hmm. if you're using toys. I mean, I know, especially in some of my gay boyfriends mm -hmm. or size queens, and they had worked slowly up to these monstrous mm -hmm. Phalluses. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you don't want to start there. You want to start slow and build up. Mm-hmm. Your body will start adjusting as you, it's like it's, the body's incredible. Mm-hmm. It can adjust to different things over time, but it takes time and patience if you want to go to big dildos. Mm-hmm. Now, in sex shops, they often have the really big monstrous ones. Mm-hmm. Don't start there. Get a small one. They have a wide range of sizes of butt plugs and mm-hmm. dildos. The other thing you want to do for safety is always use a dildo that has a flanged base mm-hmm. so something doesn't get lost inside. Mm-hmm. And use sex toys that are meant for anal. It's much better than having to go to the emergency room Mm-hmm. and tell the doctor, oh, I lost something up in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and believe me, that's happened a lot out there. <laughs> I know another thing, speaking of lube, if you are either using condoms or silicone toys, you don't want to use an oil-based lube and you don't want to use a silicone-based lube. You want to use water lube if you are using either silicone toys or using condoms because it can degrade the rubber and actually cause them to to break down and no one wants that. Yeah. I think the other thing that can help out is talk with your partner. I think communication is key. Let them know. Oftentimes I know in intercourse or other types of sex, we'll kind of, we don't want to offend our partner and say, oh, well, that doesn't feel quite right. Mm-hmm. When it comes to anal sex, you have to communicate. Mm-hmm. You have to let them know because it is more delicate tissue that you're working with and you don't want to injure yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just grin and bear it. Let your partner know. Slow down. That's mm-hmm. not go penetration right now. Let's mm-hmm. stay on the outside or whatever you need to communicate. Mm-hmm. Let them know. And that's, it's kind of like the way I think about my subs. I don't want to damage the merchandise. <laughs> I want to keep playing with them for a long time to come. <laughs> I know that another thing that I think is important with safety for any kind of sex, but it's kind of doubly important in anal sex, is safer sex, condoms. A lot of people, especially a lot of younger people, I think, decide that, like, oh, you can't have children with anal sex, so they forgo condoms when they do anal. And one of the issues is that vaginas have a natural way of eliminating and kind of cleaning themselves out and are kind of purpose-built to occasionally have semen in them. Anuses don't have that, and it is actually a little easier, depending on the different STIs, uh, but a lot of STIs, uh, if you are receiving anal sex, you're kind of at a heightened risk of STIs. But if you practice safer sex, if you talk about 
testing with your partners and whether it's your long-term partner or your partner for the night that you're never going to see again. All of the safer sex thing. Use condoms. Communicate with your partners about different STI testing uh, status and uh, different risk vectors and things like that. And make educated decisions. And I don't bring this up to discourage anyone from doing anal sex. Anal is is wonderful. I I love anal sex and I think that more people should experience anal sex. But I think that in order to be truly sex positive, it's important to be aware of of different uh different things and different risks. And unfortunately with anal sex, it is a little easier to c- contract certain STIs. So that's something that you should consider when you start having anal sex. Another safety area, and this is something that has become increasingly popular out there, is using alcohol or other substances as part of their douche. And... Unfortunately, you can really, you can die from alcohol poisoning if you get too much in there. When you ingest alcohol orally, it gets broken down in the stomach and goes through the liver and gets all this filtering, and you get a nice buzz if you drink enough, and it's a good experience. Well... Unfortunately, through the anus, it goes directly into the bloodstream without any filtering. So you get some of the toxic side that's not filtered out of the alcohol or other substance. And there's no way to control, like if you get too much alcohol orally, you vomit. Your body expels it. Anally, it doesn't have a way to filter that out. Mm -hmm. And so it is a very high-risk behavior to use alcohol in your douching. Mm -hmm. And, or even, you know, I've I've heard of people using hard alcohols, which can be really bad. (laughs) When you do douche, use clean water. Be careful, extra careful, of introducing anything into the anus because it does absorb directly into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. It doesn't go through all the processes that oral ingestion goes through to filter out all the bad things before it goes to your bloodstream. Your liver and your kidneys and a lot of other cleansing organs in your body take care of that when you ingest it orally, but Mm -hmm. by the time it gets down to your rectum Mm -hmm. and lower bowels, through oral ingestion, it's all all the bad stuff's been filtered out. Mm -hmm. And so it just takes everything in that it can use Mm -hmm. (laughs) once it gets down there. When you do introduce it anally, it doesn't go through any of the filtering process. So it's real important to be careful of what you inject into your anal cavities. Mm-hmm.
I know bringing up douching again, enemas, I know that you say if you find yourself doing them very regularly that you should add, is it half a teaspoon of table salt? You want to add a half teaspoon of tables, not table salt, but non-iodized salt. Uh, you don't want to introduce that much iodine into your bloodstream. So you want to get the non-iodine saline. You're making a saline solution. Mm-hmm. Or use just clean water. Mm-hmm. Water's only going to absorb and go in and hydrate you further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's great when you're camping. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. often camping you get out in the heat and you get a little dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So water's good, but anything else I would, and especially some of these um, enema bottles have certain chemicals in it. Make sure the enema that you're using is just water, no additives. Yeah, um, that's all I can really think about as far as uh, safety protocols. Is there anything else that you can think of? Well, once again, just use common sense. Don't go too big too fast, as we've already said. Mm -hmm. And take your time and communicate. I think that's the main safety issues. And if there is pain and it feels like all of a sudden you clench up and you feel like, oh, it's stuck, just take a few deep breaths. Don't try to pull it out right away. Relax first. It, what goes in will come out mm-hmm. eventually. And so just take your time and mm-hmm. relax, take deep breaths, and and it's not going to get stuck in there. Mm-hmm. Most objects won't. Uh, I did remember one thing. Another consideration when you're doing anal play is that you've got to be conscious about if you're using your hand to do anal stimulation, you've got to be conscious with what you do with that hand afterwards. You can either use gloves gloves for anal play, uh, or I know that some people will use one hand for anal stimulation and their other hand for vaginal stimulation or things like that. You definitely don't want to touch your or anyone else's eyes because that can lead to pink eye uh, and, and and things like that. So this is a just being mindful of what you're doing is oftentimes just uh, common sense and being mindful is an important part of anal sex. And I'm glad you brought that up because for women receiving anal sex, if you're face down you want to put a towel to absorb any lube before it can get to the vagina because mm-hmm. lube's going to travel downhill mm-hmm. <laughs> now if she's on her back on a pillow that's a whole different story it's just going to go down into the pillow mm-hmm. but you don't want lube from the anal area having contact with the vagina. And the anal area does produce certain enzymes and 
bacteria that are good for the digestive system but aren't good for other body cavities. Mm -hmm. So you want to be cautious about that. Well, we've reached the top of the hour already. Where does the time go? I'll tell you. <laughs> You've been listening to Adult Bedtime Stories, and we've covered a lot on anal play and anal sex. Any other last thoughts before we move on? I know that for me, anal sex can be so amazing and it's a whole different ball game than genital sex or oral sex. <laughs> it can feel so amazingly good and bonding and even doing solo play, I feel kind of a connection with my body in ways that are different than any other type of sex play. Mm-hmm. But any thoughts? I want to say to people that might be interested in getting into this kind of play that if you find yourself interested and intrigued but held back either from fear of taboo or shame or negative past experiences, things like that, it's okay that that you feel that way and it's the way a lot of people feel but if you find yourself interested in it and you take the time to you know take the the steps that we mentioned on the show and observe the safety protocols that we mentioned it can be really really amazing take it from someone who avoided it for a very long time for traumatic reasons and having had negative experiences and all sorts of other things. I'm really glad that I I stuck with it and I continued and that I eventually got to the point that I'm at now where I'm very comfortable and I really, really enjoy it. It can be so helpful and so beneficial. And sometimes it takes doing something that's kind of scary or uncomfortable or, you know, kind of stepping out um, and trusting uh, that it will be okay to unlock things that become really amazing parts of your life. I'm proud of you for, for trying and for deciding to take a risk that might seem scary. So that's most of what I wanted to say. And I think for people that are just starting out in this, in their explorations, one of the things I did early on was I took a nice warm bath and explored in the bathtub. I had a bottle of lube. Don't try to use soap as a lube. (laughs) That will not go so well but use some lube above the water surface and after you've washed good you can use soap on the anal area externally and then rinse off and use lube to do your expirations but a nice warm bath will help you relax too I know that I think that a lot of people 
for me, it, it was kind of funny because I still had this fear of anal sex, even as I was getting into things that people considered way more extreme and way more out there and crazy before I was fully comfortable with, with, uh, with anal play. And I, I think a lot of people find themselves in this experience and it's, it's completely okay. Everyone is where they find themselves and it's okay to, to be wherever you, you find yourself. And I think that there's also a problem with stigma, uh, especially for guys, if you're straight, to explore anal play. Because a lot of guys think, well, that's gay stuff. Well, if you're the one doing it, or do you have a girlfriend or female partner doing anal stuff to you, it's not gay. Like, it... It is, it it can still be straight sex and involve anal stimulus and be absolutely amazing. So don't let that stop you either. Well, we've definitely gone deep into it. <laughs> and we have reached the end of our show for the night. Have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions and explore your bodies and see where your body can take you. It's amazing at mental levels, emotional levels, and even spiritual levels. Sex can open up all new frontiers, whole new experiences. So explore as you feel comfortable and safe doing so, take your time. You have time to explore, to enjoy your body and see what it's capable of. There is magic in our bodies. They were built for sex. They're designed to be sexual and stimulating and take us to amazing good places. So have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition 
of adult bedtime stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.